Podcast number 177. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tire and Wheel, the premier ag tire and wheel provider in North America. Also, Tractor Zoom delivering insights and dry shod boots, the official work boot of Moving Iron Podcast. Today, my guest is Sean Skaggs, and Sean Skaggs is a friend of mine. He works down at Livingston Machinery, and he also has a little podcast of his own, and and uh, he will get into that a little bit. But uh, so, Sean, how you been, bud? Uh, I've been as well as can be expected, Gacy. Yeah, there's nothing going on in the world right now to, that can make you feel any any angst or any kind of uh, you know high blood pressure or anything right now. Things are pretty pretty easy going, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's pretty stress free life. We just sit around all day with our feet up on the desk, drinking soda pops. Yeah. Got somebody over here fanning me. It's yep. uh, it's good times. Just gumdrops and candy canes, <laughs> right, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get too into this, what's happened with COVID-19 and how it's affecting the folks down in Oklahoma, tell everybody about your podcast and what you got going on there. Sure. So uh, my podcast is called Impact, Legacy, and Meaning. And uh, what it's about is it's a little bit about business, but it's a lot about uh, life and building a legacy and those kind of things. And so it's something that some people may be interested in checking out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really into uh, personal improvement and self-development and that's what uh, the podcast is geared around as much as anything. Uh, the first season is out, and then I took a little hiatus because we got into basketball season with my kids. And when you've got five kids and you're in basketball season and you've got two to three basketball games every single night, yeah. uh, you don't have time for a podcast. No, so it's tough. <laughs> so we're on hiatus for now. But yeah. uh, now that the basketball season is definitely over, mm-hmm. um, it ended kind of abruptly. I had one that was still in the state tournament whenever they shut everything down. And so I don't know if they're ever going to finish that state tournament or not but anyway um you know with all that shut down we should have some time again soon but uh we've had a few other concerns to deal with in the meantime yeah so. yeah it's a uh no no doubt this is a uh it's a it's a trying time and it's also a uh it's a different time so i guess tell folks let's talk about what's what you see happening now so if for people that don't know sean works with uh, livingston machinery he is the uh, <clears throat> the CEO, right? The CEO down there. Yeah. Okay. CEO of the of Livingston Machinery and uh, Big Baylor USA, right? You guys, guys sell those, yeah. the big the big four by fours, the big three by fours, those big big square balers down there, and you basically cover uh, what uh, Oklahoma Panhandle, New Mexico, a little bit of Texas in that area. Yeah, we've got uh, so we've got four stores: two in Western Oklahoma, two in the Panhandle of Texas, and we kind of cover that uh, you know Western Oklahoma, West Texas, and and a little bit of New Mexico, and uh, you know it gets a little bit into to Colorado sometimes. We've got a few customers up there, but uh, yeah, kind of covering that region with those four stores. We're very spread out. We do a lot, uh, a lot, uh, you know, with four stores uh, to cover that big an area is is kind of a big job. But that's what we the way we've always done it and so that's just what we're still geared up to do yeah so let's uh let's talk about what we see happen here so same way you know we had this january february thing and the whole coronavirus thing was kind of kicking up and it's in china and whatever not a big deal and it kind of started making its way across europe and we had a few cases in the u.s which you know whatever no big deal and then all of a sudden it just starts spiraling out of control on the east coast and starts making its way west and i don't know 
we've had our first case here in Scottsbluff where I'm at this weekend or last weekend, so we, we finally got a, uh, a little taste of the, of the paranoia that's going on around there. So now everything here is shut down. No restaurants are open yet to get carry out and, you know, no bars and none of that stuff. There's a waiting line to get into Walmart and all those kind of fun things. So there's there's all these crazy things going on. So kind of what's going on down in your neck of the woods and, and what kind of what is the what's your uh, what are your customers kind of what's their feel and what's their tone right now as what's as to what's going on? Sure. So, um, you know, we went through a lot of the same, uh, I think, kind of saw this thing the same way that a lot of people did. I probably didn't take it seriously enough at first. Um, you know, I kept seeing the numbers and seeing that they were still minuscule compared to what the flu does. And mm-hmm. and so uh, I kept thinking, well, this is just another flu, but it's but it's not. It's, it's different than what the flu is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was had people started talking about it, I guess, uh, right before we had our spring break locally. And so uh, I left that week with my kids to go skiing for spring break, and we we drove out to uh, Angel Fire, New Mexico, and we got there on Sunday afternoon, ready for a big week of skiing. And then uh, on Monday morning, they announced that that was going to be the only day that they were going to be open. And so uh, they were shutting down at the end of the day at 4 o'clock that day. They were going to be shut down for the rest of the season. And they had already shut down the other ski resorts in the area, so we had you know, thousands of people coming from the other ski resorts to come ski over there with us, which made it, you know, not a great day for skiing because it was a 30 to 45 minute wait just to get back on the lifts. So we only got in one day there and then they shut that down. And I kept thinking, man, this is, this is just crazy. Why are people you know behaving this way? Uh, but obviously the, that was the week whenever things really seemed to, uh, accelerate fast. Um, It kind of took off. Yeah, it did. It kind of took off at that point. And, you know, restaurants started shutting down everywhere. Um, We just stayed out in the mountains because we thought, you know, if we're not going to be able to do anything, why not just sit around in the mountains and and watch deer come onto your back porch uh, for a few days before you go back home. Yeah, Yeah, there's worse places to be. So uh, then whenever I got back home, uh, obviously things were different here at the dealership. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people were, they didn't know what to think. Some people were scared. Some people were panicked. Uh, some people were still blowing it off, but it was it was a very different environment whenever I got back than it was whenever I had left. Yeah, and so um, you know the the main thing that uh, you know at that point we still hadn't even had I think at that point we had had maybe one death in the state of Oklahoma and maybe four or five cases total. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously grown you know pretty quickly from there. Uh, still not huge numbers in Oklahoma, but they shut things down pretty quickly as far as. You know, having high-risk people stay at home and uh, trying to shut down non-essential businesses and those kind of things last week. Whenever we saw that happening, we kind of saw the handwriting on the wall that we were going to have to probably do business differently than what we've done it in the past. Yep. And so, uh, you know, it's it's different at our Oklahoma stores than it is in our West Texas stores. In West Texas, they're a little bit more isolated. They're not as close to big cities as what we are in at the Oklahoma stores. And so, they're still not feeling it in the same way that we are here at the Oklahoma stores. Um, out there, it's still kind of business as usual. Customers are still coming in. You know, they never really slowed down at all out there. Here in Oklahoma, our parts and service business was still going, but, you know, the phones had basically just stopped ringing last week, yeah. and it got really quiet. And that's probably one of the worst things that could have happened simply because whenever people don't have things to do to keep them busy, you know, they start looking – they start watching the news. They start looking at Facebook on their phone and doing those kind of things. And 
those are just fear machines. I mean, oh, that's yeah. how they make their money. Yeah. And so that, that made people a lot more nervous. And so we realized that we were going to have to do some things different. And then, um, you know, we had a couple of, uh, customers come in that didn't really respect the whole social distancing thing whenever they came in last week. And we knew that something was going to have to change. And we actually made the decision on April 1st to, uh, to lock up the showroom and not let customers inside of our buildings. And so yeah. we had to change some processes, you know, get some communication out to customers, let them know that they were going to have to uh, call first before they came. Or once they got to got there, there were phone numbers posted outside that they could call and we would bring parts either to them in the parking lot, or they could pull around to one of the warehouse doors and we'd load them out of that warehouse door. But whatever happened, you know, nobody was coming in the building that didn't work here um, because we just wanted to reduce the risk. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, we have a lot of people that work for us that are kind of in that high risk category that don't want to go and stay home in quarantine. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want them to be able to work if they want to be able to work. Although if they feel like they need to go home, we we highly encourage them to go home. But uh, it's been just a very different environment. It's very up and down from day to day, depending on what uh, the news comes up with or what the latest thing to pop up on facebook latest rumor to pop up on facebook is yeah um and so it's been interesting to to deal with from day to day but our people really have done a great job of kind of adjusting you know we've stayed calm we have uh you know we've made the adjustments to our processes that we need to so that we can still take care of customers and everybody's still really committed to taking care of our customers um we just have to do it in a little different way than we used to Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's the same way out here. I mean, we we haven't closed the showrooms off yet, but we've uh, we've kind of tried to limit the number of people that are in the showroom at any given time. Um, same deal. We've really ramped up our you know parts online and or calling ahead and all those kind of things. So we're doing the same things that can try to keep things as uh, as safe as possible. You know, and you know, like you said, so we have some customers that are think this is a, the biggest blown out of proportion thing on the planet and then we got some guys that are scared to death that we're going to be shut down during the way they're trying to plant a crop and they can't get parts and they're just so and then like you said you know all the all the truth in the world comes out of facebook twitter and instagram you know so i mean there's nothing but nothing but solid truth there all the way across so i mean it's little things like that that kind of fuel the fire of of this uh, you know there's already enough um just angst already and then they start like you said they've got some free time on their hands and they're like well, we'll just see what's going on the next thing you know there's martial laws coming and we're going to shut down every grocery store on the planet and, and you guys are going to have to go out and shoot deer and you know live off of roots for the next 30 days i mean it's just those are the kind of stuff that pop up and you know i think when i look at it you know that we have a farmer's going to farm and a rancher's going to ranch right so They've got a crop to plant and a crop to harvest. They've got cows to feed and hay to, hay to bale. So um, as long as they've got life in their body, they're going to do all those things. And, and that's the thing about us as, as equipment dealerships. <clears throat> we have to be there to, to support that. And there's just no other way around it, right? I mean, if that's the one thing that makes the U.S. great is that we have this well-oiled machine when it comes to, to agriculture and food production and, and the 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 machine that, that gets it from point A to point B and grocery stores that, that have stock shelves. And, you know, we, we have other things to worry about that might not be that big of a deal because everyone's got plenty of food to eat. So it's, uh, those are the kind of things that, that, that keeps this, this country rolling. But I guess as you, I, I guess I always, I said this to the guy the other day, 
we were talking on the phone. I said, you know, if I woke up out of a coma yesterday and I went to my office and didn't know anything about COVID-19 or whatever else, I would I would just think it's a typical spring ramp up to planting season. Just business hasn't fallen off. Um, I don't want to say business hasn't fallen off. There's still plenty of activity. Um, we got plenty of quotes out there. We got, we got our shops are full. We got guys getting parts, those kind of things. But you, you can feel like there's just you kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. You kind of do you have that same feeling when you as oh, yeah. you look at your business? Absolutely. Um, you know, and especially on the on the equipment sales side, I really think parts and service is going to continue to roll. People have still got to farm, and, right. and we've got to go and help them do that. But uh, I think on the equipment sales side, oh, it always works that way. So that when people get nervous. You know, they start to hesitate and they kind of sit on their hands for a while. And I can't blame them for sitting on their hands oh, right yeah. now if that's what they want to do. I mean, that's just that's only the natural reaction. And so I think we're going to see a lot of that for the next few months. Um, I think once we work our way through this deal, that I think we could see a lot of kind of catch up business and we may have a really big fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But I think that second and third quarter could be rough. Um, it's it's very possible because without those equipment sales, it's hard to generate enough gross margin to cover all the bills, right? Right. Yep. Um, and so that's uh, one of the things that that we're kind of watching for and trying to plan for as best we can is is trying to be ready for all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if that's the case. But so far, like you said, you know, sales are up. Sales are way up. And uh, so far, everything looks really good from a financial standpoint. But we're just waiting for that other shoe to drop yeah uh and yeah we want to be prepared if it does and and i hope that it does and i sincerely hope that everything just keeps going in our business the way that it was because things were going great yeah um but but we always got to be you know you hope for the best and plan for the worst and Mm -hmm. you're probably going to land somewhere in between yep yeah that's exactly right i mean we look at our march this year was was we had a great we had a great first quarter and it was you know a combination of things like we've talked about in the past there's everyone is 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 updating their equipment or or really kind of at that point where the reconditioning costs have hit us at a higher or a reconditioning point anyway where they've got to spend some money to to really fix that that one integral part of the combine or tractor baler or whatever it is that they've kind of been putting off and now they have to do it because it it's just it'll blow up when it goes to the field type of thing so that's kind of where we're at and that's what we're seeing happen and i think that's what's driving a lot of our equipment sales is is that mentality is what we see happen there um some guys have put 10 15 20 grand in their combine here the last three or four years and they're kind of wondering how many more years do i feel like doing that and i think we're getting some guys coming to the table with that but <clears throat> it's it's a tough one because it's the uh the interest is, is where we're seeing that's driving our businesses is uh is interest rates because obviously they're higher now and they've come down a little bit but that that interest is getting to be a bigger deal than what we've seen in the past. What are you seeing right now when you talk with your customers that are some some triggers that are like, oh, you know, this is kind of what we we didn't expect this or we've kind of planned for this, I guess, when you're talking to your customers as far as kind of getting them off center a little bit? Um, well, I mean, it's been, as far as what you hear, it's kind of a mixed bag, but for the most part, our customers are still pretty positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a, a really good looking crop in the ground right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen, you know, we're a big wheat state here in Oklahoma and even parts of the panhandle of Texas, there's a lot of wheat and uh, wheat prices have jumped right back mm-hmm. up there since uh, China was kind of forced to start buying wheat from us again. And uh, so wheat prices have come back up. That's got them feeling pretty positive. Um, you know, we're having kind of a wet spring here right now, which isn't great for planting, but it's, 
it is really good for all those winter crops that we've got in the ground. And so, uh, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of potential right now, and uh, you know, the potential to see some some commodity prices come back up a little bit because there are going to be some food shortages in some other places. And uh, so, I think that they're they're pretty positive about the business in general. They're worried about you know what's going on in the world, just like everybody else is. But in general, our customers seem to be pretty positive. Uh, they kind of expect to have a, a good year, at least a better year than what they've had the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just a lot of uh, a lot of positive, uh, a lot of positive feelings, I guess, in our area. Um, one other thing that I'll throw out there is I've talked to customers that have, have come here the last couple of days. Is you know, if you're out there and you're trying to figure out, you know, should I close my showroom doors or should I not? Those kind of things. The customers understand 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really worried about it. We were, that's the big worry whenever you do something like this is, you know, what are the customers going to think? Are they going to understand why we're doing this? And, you know, whenever we did it the first day on April 1st, I was worried about that. And I was walking across from, from my building over to where the dealership's at at about 7.50 that first morning. And there's already a customer there picking up parts. And one of our parts people came out and she was putting parts in the back of his pickup. And then she went back inside the shop and she, or back inside the warehouse and she left the warehouse walkthrough door open. And that customer started walking towards that walkthrough door. And I thought, oh boy, here we go. There's the first one that's just going to ignore our signs and walk right on into the, into the warehouse. And he walked up to that door and he reached out with his foot and he took his toe and he shut that door with his toe and wouldn't even touch it. And then he stepped back about six feet. And I thought, well, yeah. maybe this is going to be all right. Yeah. And, and yep. as I talked to him throughout the day, they understand their main yep. concern is stay open for us. Make yep. sure, do whatever you have to do to make sure that we can still get parts and service. Yep. And that's so. our, our customers are saying the exact same thing. Um, even to the point where you, there's no need for you to come out here. You, you can, you can text me, you can call me, you can email me, you can FaceTime me, you can do whatever you want to unless I, I'll call you when I need you to come out here. So, And I think they, they see it from their, their side of the, of the fence too. You know, they're like, if you, when your employees get me sick and I can't go plant my crop or I can't harvest my crop or I can't go feed my cows or, <clears throat> you know, most farmers and ranchers are kind of a one-man show. They might have a hired man or something like that, but the majority of the work they're doing is is them. And if they go down... I mean, what are you going to do? Not to mention the fact you know? that the majority of our customers are still, you know, kind of in that high risk yeah, category. That's the they're other side of it too. Range. Yeah, there's and so they they don't want to they don't want to contract this stuff. So no. they they want you to be safe and uh, they want to be safe and mm-hmm. so I, I think for the most part they're going to understand. So do whatever you think you need to do to uh, to keep your business open so that you can go and serve those customers. Yep. You know, one other thing that I would would really put out there is you know if you're a leader in your dealership, man be the calm in the storm right now. There's right. plenty of people who are out there trying to, uh, I guess, propagate that fear because mm-hmm. they, they get some kind of a kick out of it. Yep. Uh, but don't be that guy. Don't sit around watching the news and Facebook. Be the guy that helps people take action because that's what's going to, mm-hmm. that's what's going to overcome the fear and, and make sure that you're being the calm in the storm right now because yep. there's, that's what people need. So don't lead with your hair on fire is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's, we have those, we have a handful of those folks in the dealership. I'm like, bring it down a notch, fellas, bring it down a notch. So, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I think there's, uh, there's going to be opportunity that comes from this, and there's going to be, uh, like you said, a lot of struggle that comes out of this too. But uh, I think overall, there's going to be hopefully that you know this April 30th thing kind of comes and goes, and we can get everything back open and, and back to work, and 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 or at least open up 
parts of the country that aren't overly affected by what's going on and and uh kind of like where you live at and where i live at um there's not enough people really to to have a, a huge huge issue kind of pop up but um we're not living on top of each other you know we've got a lot of space between us so it's pretty easy to self uh self what do they call that uh Self-quarantine. Self-quarantine and social distancing and all that stuff is just is just the nature of where you live for <laughs> a lot of the stuff. Yeah, but, until you visit Walmart. <laughs> until you visit a Walmart. <laughs> That's right. I went to yeah. – uh, my wife, she sent me to the store the other day. I was out running around getting some <clears throat> remodeling my, my uh, bathroom, and she's like, hey, while you're out, stop by Walmart and get some – or go out of the grocery store and get this frozen bread she wanted. She should make some, some beer rocks out of this stuff. And, and uh, they, they didn't have it at the grocery store that we normally go to so the other place is Walmart and I'm like you're making me go to Walmart to get you some stupid frozen rolls I mean this is, you must you must not love me as much as I thought you did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but I went there and it was the number of people walking around with masks on and and rubber gloves and everything I'm like I don't know if it's quite I mean I get the mask uh, thing but the rubber gloves thing you could, you could probably lay off a little yeah. bit yeah if if it's going to spread around here, it's going to be at a Walmart or a, yeah. a Lowe's. If you go to yeah. a Lowe's right, right now, because people are sitting at home with nothing to do and they're thinking, mm-hmm. I'm going to start that home improvement project. Yep. And so then you go to Lowe's and there's, you know, 2,000 people inside of Lowe's. And, yep. uh, I went there the other day to try and get some asphalt repair stuff. And, uh, ooh, that was a mistake. Uh, yeah. I wanted to turn, I, I didn't. I should have just turned around and went back home and left the pothole, but, uh, yeah. but I didn't. And, uh, I won't do that again. Yeah, that's. I had to get a sheet of plywood last night, and I'm just walking around going, "Man, you don't really need this sheet of plywood that bad." So, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But no, I think there's a there's some craziness going on out there right now. I guess as you take a look at, you know, you mentioned, you know, quarter two and quarter three being a little tired than you thought. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat you are. I feel like there's going to be a, a pop. I really think that there could be some some movement here uh early summer late summer depending on what you see uh, china's offloading all the ships they can offload right now and they're going to start um you would think buying some um commodities and, and bringing stuff back home because they've got to they got to feed their people so i gotta think there's that coming but you might not see any of that until august september october you know before that really starts to set in so i guess talk about that a little bit and, and where you see that that headed well, you know, there's for me, we had planned, you know, a really good second and third quarter. We we felt like our sales were definitely going to be up this year, mm-hmm. and um, had planned for that. But you know, hadn't gone out of the way to uh, to spend a lot of money towards that. But we were still planning on having a really good second and third quarter this year. And so we haven't changed any of our plans. We haven't changed any of our goals. We're leaving everything the same until we see a reason to do otherwise. But that's you know the thing that I worry about is typically people don't spend money until they feel good about the economy in general. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially whenever they're making major purchases like a uh, $175,000 windrow or or a $300,000 tractor, Mm -hmm. they want to feel pretty good about the direction of where things are going before they spend that money. And so it's a lot of, it's going to depend, I think on how long this deal drags out because you talk, you, hear some people and they're saying oh well we'll we'll open everything back up on april 30th and you hear some people that say well no we're, we're really going to come out about april 20th and say well guys we're going to leave this you know for another month and then after that month's over with we're going to say we're going to leave it for another month because they're just trying to slow it down enough that it takes until you know august for this to run through the whole country and if that's the case then it's going to be a while before people feel great 
about the economy and it really roars back again. And so I think if we see that, but the other, you know, the other side of it is, like you said, people have to eat, our farmers have to farm. And so if there's demand there, if there's a real reason for them to trade, there's going to be some of them that have a real reason to go ahead and trade. And so there's definitely still going to be some business out there. But I think that before we see it really bounce back and be as strong as what we'd originally planned on, it's probably going to be in, you know, probably late in that third quarter, early fourth quarter before we start to see that thing really rebound. That's just my guess, though. I, yeah. Nobody knows at this point. Yeah, nobody knows. But I think you have a pretty good pretty good guess there from what I see. You know, I, I get uh, I get pro farmer here every morning. It pops up and gives me this kind of the headlines for the day type of thing, and, and the uh, and the markets and what have you. And one of the one of the paragraphs, one of the headings for the, one of the paragraphs they have is jobs report first of several ahead to show U.S. economic collapse. So those those are the kind of reports that don't help anything when you like back to feeding the fire. You know what I mean? That's just <laughs> stuff exactly. like that. Just kind of like you could have come up with a lot of better ways to. To word that than, than that, you know. But I get what they're trying to do. You know, they're trying to get shock and awe and sell papers and subscriptions and everything else, and that's a pretty easy way to do it. You can always <clears throat> you can always look at the positive side of it, and it should be easier to hire technicians for once, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, there's there's, there's going to be some, little, there's going to be some out there. There's going to be a lot of people yeah. looking for uh, yeah. looking for something to do. So yep, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, especially if you're not in one of these uh, quote unquote essential businesses. You know, like we're we're fortunate enough to be in in that category, but if you're yes. a if you're not in one of those categories, man, I'll tell you what. Back home in Wichita, where I'm from, I was talking to a friend of mine, and some of the aircraft folks out there have laid off 7,000 people um, in, in one wow. week. So that's a lot of people to hit the streets all in one week without any any jobs or anything going on. So I don't know. It's unprecedented times, so you're going to see unprecedented things, and, and uh, hopefully that we can rebound and it's not going to be some big, huge, uh, you know, devastating long-term you know drag on the economy because of what we've the amount of money that we're pumping into the system right now but i mean i guess what do you do do you let things collapse because no one's working or do you let things collapse because you put a bunch of of, of money in the system I, I don't know i mean it's just kind of damned if you do damned if you don't so it'll be interesting to see how things shake out yeah all anybody can do is just make the best decisions they they can with the yep. information they've got at the time and and try and stay positive man mm-hmm. but there's there's going to be some positive out there there's always a silver lining and uh, the main reason i want to emphasize that isn't because i'm t- not taking this thing seriously i am taking it seriously but it man it doesn't do any good to no. sit there and focus on the negative it's it not going to help you one iota or no. anybody else and so you may as well focus on the positives and go and try and get whatever you can get and this is a great time to innovate this is a great time to streamline your processes to, to get a lot better at all this uh, online stuff, whether it be online communications or whether it be the way that you do business online, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to get better at that. Uh, we've, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be thrown into the fire on this deal, which is whenever uh, whenever you get forged, right? That's whenever that's right. you uh, you have to get better to survive, and so that's what we got to do. What's the old saying? Iron sharp iron sharpens iron type of deal. So that's yeah. that's where we're gonna be at, man. All right, Sean. Well, tell them about your podcast one more time. Yeah, it's the Impact Legacy and Meaning podcast. Uh, you can search for that, or you can search for my name, Sean Skaggs, uh, in your whatever your favorite podcast player is, and it'll pop right up. Um, if you want uh, a little bit of positivity and maybe a little bit of stoic philosophy thrown in there, it's a great place to go. Most of them are pretty short. Uh, there's a few longer interviews in there, but 
I, for the most part, it, it's me on my own just trying to give you a little short inspiration for the day. So, right uh, you know, check us out. See if you like it. If you do, give us a uh, give us a rating on uh, iTunes. Absolutely. And, Sean, if folks want to reach out to you and just pick your brain about what's going on or just send you an email and say, what's up? What's the best way to do that? Yeah, the best way to do that is uh, you can email me at sskaggs at livingstonmachinery.com. Uh, I couldn't find a longer email address. That's the longest one I could get. <laughs> Skaggs at livingstonmachinery.com. Or uh, you can reach out to me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, that's just about the only other social media platform that I'm on. But, uh, but yeah, just email me or you can, you're welcome to call me at 405-224-5056. Right on, man. All right, Sean, well, I appreciate you being on the podcast, and uh, we'll catch you down the road, buddy. All right. Thanks, Casey. Yep. Glad to be on. All right on, man. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check out movingironllc.com for all the latest Moving Iron podcast stuff, blog posts, and those kind of things. Also, check out the Gold Black Network and all the great podcasters on there as well. So, until next time, I'm Casey Seymour with Sean Skaggs. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here.